Hi everyone, welcome to the Art Charter Podcast, this is Henrietta. Hi everyone, this is Alisa speaking and welcome to our new episode. So today we've got an exciting topic to discuss, namely the rise of digital art. So we're going to delve into and discuss five types of digital art that are becoming more popular in the art world. And we'll also give you some examples of each of them. So, Elisa, to start us off with, can you tell us a little about the background of digital art and how it came about? Of course. Basically, art has developed along with society. And at the end of the 19th century, the public was for the first time introduced to photo cameras. And this gradually influenced how people created and viewed art. And from then on, digital technology made its way into the creative process and presentation of art. And we now have different types of digital art, such as video art, Photoshop art, 3D printing, augmented reality, blockchain, to name a few, and many more. A great example is actually the artwork, which is called the Forever Rose, which was the first crypto artwork to be sold on blockchain for $1 million a couple of years ago. That's a lot of money, $1 million. But in terms of how these artworks come to be, one of the methods is using augmented and virtual reality. You mentioned it just before. Can you tell a little bit more about it? Yes, indeed. Augmented reality is actually a cool one because it combines the classic and traditional elements with digital elements in one composition. Basically, how it works is that augmented reality enhances the experience of real life by adding digital layers of superimposed images, text and audio. For example, the game uh, Pokemon Go uses augmented reality. Virtual reality or VR is similar, but it completely blocks out the real world in favor of an immersive virtual one. A great example of such art is actually the art by Rosie Summers, who uses VR to create her art. I would definitely recommend looking her up. I completely agree. I've seen a lot of it and it's very unique. Interestingly, um, augmented reality and virtual reality are becoming ingrained in more aspects of our lives, even beyond just art. For example, museums have begun using AR and VR to make their exhibitions more appealing. Like the Smithsonian in Washington, D.C., they use an app called Skin and Bones with AR tech to add skin and muscles and dimension and movement to dinosaur skeletons. Wow, I would love to see that. That would be cool, right? This actually brings us to digital installation art and interactive art. This has gotten a lot more attention these past years. What can you tell us about this type of digital art? Well, there is a lot of overlap between interactive art and digital art installations. This can be, for example, light shows or live video captures, and both rely on audience participation. A big name in digital installation that you can check out is Canadian-Mexican Rafael Lozano Hemer. He had an installation in 2006, which he called Pulse Room, that featured around 100 light bulbs. Participants touched a sensory device that detected their heartbeats, and a computer transmitted the beat to one of the light bulbs, which flashed in the participants' heart rhythm. Sounds like an incredible experience, to be honest. And to be able to actually see your heartbeat represented like that. 
Another great interactive artist to check out is Swedish Thomas Markusson. One of his artworks that he called Monster is actually a digitally made up of parts of political leaders' faces. So when the audience pushes a button, the system resets to reveal a completely new set of facial features picked at random from 160,000 possible combinations. Wow, incredible. In fact, installations are actually becoming one of the most common art forms in contemporary art today. And um, interaction with the audience is also becoming the key, not only in visual art, but also in architecture and performing arts. And most of this interaction is done with the help of technology. Very true. Now, what about 3D printing? That's a great technology. It's another intricate method that I've read a lot about. Indeed, it is. 3D printing is definitely becoming more and more popular, and 3D is basically about constructing real 3D objects from a digital model using a computer. Wasn't 3D printing first used in medicine and science? How has it become so beneficial for artists? That story broke through in the early 2000s and was mostly talked about and used in the medicine and science fields, but it grew into art and design because it lets artists create shapes that in real life would be nearly impossible to construct because of the geometry involved. And uh, a great example of an artist who works with 3D printing is Israeli-born Ayal Gever. He is famous for creating digital simulations of moments in time and transforming those moments into sculptures and installations using 3D printing. And there is actually a fun fact about him. In 2018, he collaborated with NASA and made in space corporation on uh, something called Love, which was the first artwork to ever be produced in space. And the artwork was 3D printed on board the International Space Station. That is quite an accomplishment. He's on Instagram at AOGever if you want to check out more of his art. Right, and by the way, I would like to mention another example of digital art that you can actually see at Astro Friendly Museum in Oslo. Um, these are the sculptures by the American contemporary artist Frank Benson. And one of the most famous of his works is the portrait of Juliana. Go and check it there. Definitely, you should check those out. Then the final two we want to talk about go hand in hand a little bit. They are photography and Photoshop art. Actually, I would like to start off straight by introducing an Italian illustrator and photographer, Alberto Seveso. One of his most famous works is the series which he called Adue Colori, where he uses high-speed photography to capture stunning colored clouds, which he creates with the help by using paint underwater. By using the same technique, he actually created the album and single covers for the Australian band The Tempered Trophy, and he has also worked with brands like Adobe, Nikon, Sony, MTV, GQ magazine, Apple, and many more. And these are actually a great example of how art can collaborate with corporations and create value, business, and of course, great art experiences for the masses. I couldn't agree more. It's very impressive. Now, with photography, very often comes editing. 
essentially post-production. And a lot of the time Photoshop is involved to tweak images, to make them look absolutely perfect. And artists can combine elements of photography, drawings or paintings, or they can even start from scratch. Do you have any examples of artists who use Photoshop often as part of their creative process? Absolutely, and in fact, I would like to mention another great artist, a Lithuanian-born, Berlin-based artist and illustrator, Aiste Stansikaite. She combines pencil drawings with Photoshop to create still images and animations. She's been very successful and her work has been featured in the likes of the New York Times Style magazine, Variety, Wired and GQ. I definitely recommend looking her up because her art is truly great. Wonderful. So to sum up, today we have covered several types of digital art like art created on blockchain, art created with the help of AR and VR, digital installations, interactive art, as well as photography and even Photoshop. So thank you all for listening to this episode. Reach out to us with comments or just to say hi, we'd love to hear from you. And don't forget to follow the Art Trotter podcast. Thank you for now and see you next time. Bye. Bye.